This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And she didn't discriminate. She bought super expensive things, but yeah. also like super yeah. cheap. I loved, I loved her and haggling. Like, I really did brilliant, as well. Brilliant haggling. It's a lesson in haggling. Yes. Like, yeah, you're right. I yes. need to haggle like that. Yeah. But I liked her reason for haggling when she said that there are certain cultures where haggling is part of the transaction. Yeah. And she said that if. Um, within that culture if you go to the vendor and they give you a price and you don't have you've ruined their day because they're thinking <laughs> oh crap i could have gotten more money 87 that's right this is the 87th episode of flux watcher podcast hey everyone and welcome to this episode of flux watcher podcast today we're joined by post-colonial child bookshy books Woo! and books and rhymes <laughs> and as always <laughs> helen <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking about the documentary iris I wonder who chose the f- I wonder who chose the film. <laughs> I wonder. Come find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Visit the website flixwatcher.tv for full listings and don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. Guys, just as a big reminder, all films on the podcast were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There will be bad language, there will be spoilers. I hope you enjoy it. See you later. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Today in our little recording studio, it is very, very full. We are joined by the wonderful ladies from the Not Another Book Podcast. If you would like to introduce yourselves, please, and tell us a little bit about the podcast that you do. Hello, listeners. This is Books and Rhymes. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you can tell. I'm the wacky one. I'm the one who laughs a lot on Not Another Book Podcast. Um, so Not Another Book Podcast is a book podcast that says what you're thinking but are too afraid to say. But much more than that, it's a podcast where we engage in honest discussions about reading, writing, the publishing industry and everything in between. We make reading accessible for everyone and we're not afraid of saying what we mean and what we think. And I think a few people, including writers, are scared of us. <laughs> How do they show their fear? Um sometimes by not contacting us <laughs> by subtweeting us yes. <laughs> by not giving us books yeah. true so how long have you guys been running you're quite a new a new show aren't you yeah yeah on the so on the shout out network we've had miss morgan on here yes 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 yes, yes. 
Yeah, everyone speak. Okay. Yeah. So I've been talking a lot. So Bookshy Books and Postcode and a Child go on. <laughs> we launched in remember. April. Yeah. 17th of April. Wow. You our actually first, know the date? Listen, yes. Our first episode was released on the 17th of April. That's why you're talking yes. about. Clearly, <laughs> 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 if we ever have like a pop quiz on NABP, <laughs> you're the one that's going to be... um. You know, leading. Yeah, and people seem to like it. So, I mean, when it was first launched, people were posting on their Insta stories, were tweeting about it. And um, in the first week, we were listened to in more than 65 countries. And we charted number seven in Nigeria. We charted um, eight in Kenya. And also we were number nine in the UK in our first week of launch, which was, and we're all like, our jaws were on the floor. And within four months since we've been out, um, we were number one on iTunes literature chart for three weeks. So I say all of this because I still can't believe it's real. Not because it's like, I'm just like, ah, people listen to us. Ah. Yeah. Well, you should. <laughs> there is a reason why we're number one. <laughs> why are we number one? So we've got what? books and rhymes. Who else have we got? Bookshy. Who is very bookshy. And this is post-colonial child, the shady one. <laughs> what does the shady one mean? Um, usually I like to make people clutch their pearls. Sometimes drag them slightly. Sometimes? Yes. Unlike you, all the time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I like to annoy books and rhymes. <laughs> and I tend to just listen to the both of them and then just chime in. Just so that people know I'm actually around. <laughs> and then I go back and listen. Can you hear that laugh? <laughs> you can guess who that is. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be reviewing your choice, which is Iris. So yes! if you can give us a, a brief synopsis, two minutes if possible, and uh, then tell us why you chose it. Okay. So Iris, if you haven't watched it, please watch it and get your life. So Iris is... A fashion, well, I wouldn't say it's a fashion film, it's a film about a style icon who, a woman who became a style icon at the latter stage of her life. So um, at the age of 80, uh, she, her style was exhibited in the Metropolitan Museum of Art and um, it was an accidental exhibition unplanned and um, so a lot of you know the museum did not anticipate the demand for the exhibition and people just the the appetite for her style was just so much that she just blew overnight and so the documentary is exploring her life exploring how she became just exploring the process and it's about her and it charts her going to different talks and um, just talking about her life. The reason why I picked it, um, the reason why the film made such an impact on me is because it got me thinking about how we classify success. And it also had me thinking about um, what I took away from the film is the, the eventual benefit of being true to who you are and not compromising just living your life the way you want to live it um and also the the ultimate payback of not being a rule player but having integrity and being true to who you are this is what i think the film is about so if you're looking for a quiet inspiration iris is it there's one really cool part of the film a lot of the film you see her going to different thrift <laughs> shops or non-thrift shops i don't really yes. know what they what you call them i was thinking of that macklemore song half the time <laughs> but um she was there's one really cool bit where the 
you don't actually hear the person she's talk, talking about, but he says, yeah, get here early, get here for four o'clock in the morning yes. to make sure you get the best stuff. Yes. And they, they were doing that for a while and just got, they were just properly tired of doing it. <laughs> and her husband just goes, you don't even want the stuff that everyone else has. Yes. So why are we getting there when everyone else is there? Let's just have a lie-in mm. and then we'll still pick off exactly what we want to do. And that, and that ties in with what you're saying, um, books and rhymes, um, in that she is true to her own self. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, it is an inspiring kind of thing there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting you mentioned the husband because her relationship with her husband is just wonderful. The fact that um, I think it, to me it is an epitome of true partnership where each person plays the role in the relationship um, without overshadowing the other. And each person knows their role. You're comfortable in letting the other person shine in their own way. And knowing that you shine in your way, I shine my way, but we complement each other so well for our greater collective good. So, yes. Oh, it's interesting when you said watch it um, <laughs> for quiet inspiration, because I thought, I totally agree with you on the inspiration part, but in terms of quiet, there is no way... <laughs> Anything about that woman, no. I would say, would be quiet. And I, I say that, and she wasn't loud no. per se, but she also wasn't quiet. But there was such a confidence in Iris. So amazing. Also, can I just say, Books and Rhymes, I really thought you were going to come rocking, like, you know, Iris inspiration, <laughs> like wearing like chunky bracelets and chunky, like, you know, necklaces. No, I, I was really that. expecting that. I do that but, when I'm not on the clock. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not surprised that Books and Rhymes chose this movie. Because, right. because you say you're, you're, just, you're not surprised or you yeah, are not, not surprised no <laughs> not at all everyone who knows her bold sense yeah. of fashion wouldn't I'm not surprised at all I think I can see you be an Irish yeah I was Yay! about to say clearly you're channeling you sent you you were like we're choosing this because this is going to be me when I'm in my 90s oh, no you don't understand this is me now <laughs> okay. I'm not waiting till I'm in my 90s this is me now and when I mentioned that it is um you know when I mentioned that it is about being true to who you are from where you are to you know, for the rest of your life. The reason why the um, exhibition, the first exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum of Art was very successful was because they were looking through the um, costume, couture costume jewelry she has collected for a very long mm-hmm. time, from the beginning of her life. Yeah. Not beginning, but from decades ago. From when she was 11. Yeah, can you She imagine? had such amazing memory. Bridget. And the detail that she remembered the first thing she bought was when she was 11 or 12 no. and that she knows exactly where she got every single thing that she bought from. Mm. I thought that was amazing. You know, and to me, it's also about living a life of purpose. You know, when you do, like we read books mm. and um, I presume that we have different relationships to the books that we read. Yes. So I know where I was when I read certain, mm. uh, certain books and landmarks for me. Yeah. I know where I was when I read certain stories. I know where I was. I know how it hit me. Even when I read the book again, I'm recreating a new memory with that book. So I presume that's what juries and her clothes are for her. They're not just something you wear. They take on a whole new personality and she they become an extension of who she is and she infuses herself into that. So yeah, it's amazing. So what, were you, what were your thoughts, guys? Well, I like what you said, Books and Rhymes, and I kind of agree with that. It's sort of about a story that she sort of became like an overnight success. And it made me reflect a lot about in today's society, well, in this age of social media, how we kind of expect everything to be, for people to be successful, like just with a click of the fingers, Mm. you know. And then actually it takes, for some people, 
it could take a, a whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about her is that she just exudes this happiness, this energy. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that even before she was an overnight <laughs> success, she was already that. You yeah. Know? So for me, it was just the example of doing what you love, mm. just regardless if you're getting some sort of, you know, prizes or being acknowledged. Mm. She was just being herself. Yeah. But I actually wanted to add on the overnight success. It also is a definition of how we define success. Yes. Because she did say at one point in the documentary, I was known in the trade. There were certain spaces where they knew who I was. Yes. But it was then when she got big and I guess the, as you said, social media age. So in Vogue mm-hmm. and Elle and those kind of magazines, then she became famous. But I yes. feel, I mean... She'd worked for the White House, yes. although they weren't allowed to tell us. <laughs> I wanted to know more about the Jackie well. O administration. And she had her own, GFA. she and her husband had their own what, um, interior, interior design, design company. And, company yes. and she'd done all these things. So I totally agree with you, Postcolonial Your Child. It's about how we define success in this mm. social media age when this woman was basically killing it in her industry, mm-hmm. in her many different industries for decades. Yes. Mm. And yeah. And when you were speaking bookshop, because I was thinking of the demarcation between success and fame. Because she's famous now, but she's always been successful. That's what, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's what you're getting at yeah. there. Yeah. It's like in this in this world now, it's about fame. There's people who just want to be famous, yeah, for not doing anything, yeah, and they're not successful, flexing their pecs or, <laughs> or their ass on Instagram. There's pics, pics are a thing. At Copestar on Instagram, guys. You know how many people are fake models? Oh, brethren, listen, you know. And then it's also about um, how in how the measure for success has also changed going off of what you said Kirby how the measure of success has changed so that it's almost as if if you're not being acknowledged for what you're doing are you successful if people aren't shouting you from the rooftop are you successful and so when I said quietly inspirational I meant yeah the woman is like in your face you can't miss her but she doesn't shout you just can't it's just who she is but by quietly inspirational I mean that the film does not tell you it is an inspirational film whilst you're watching there is something working in the inside of your your you are introspecting based on what you're seeing and you are interpreting and querying yourself and questioning your in a way you are processing and reassessing your values and your journeys compared to hers that's what I meant by quietly, you know. It's just, yeah. It's, and I think that's really inspiring when someone doesn't tell you, when books and films do not tell you the expected outcome, mm. but you get that from watching or reading them. So Helen, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I was just going to say, right now, if you're thinking, Iris, is that the film with like Judy Dench in it? Or is it <laughs> this in it? There are quite a few films called Iris. And if you do a quick little Google, we are talking about Iris and you can sort of tell this she's um, a very elderly lady with amazing hair massive owl glasses uh, (laughs) fantastic colours complete clash of patterns Mongolian jackets um, (laughs) New York corner shop plastic necklaces that that's the one we're talking about um you probably have seen her face, uh, maybe in Dazed and Confused or yeah. some kind of modelling. Vanity Fair, Vogue, Yeah, everywhere. but probably not really known that much about her. I think I'd sort of seen her face, but not really known what she'd done sort of before being famous now, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. She's had quite a privileged life, but a very, very interesting life. Um, and it's very much that really old school New York, which... Mm-hmm is still alive and kicking in the lofts of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Very much still. Um, so it is, 
I really, really liked Iris. I really, really like wanted to know a lot more from her. The format of the documentary, I felt, didn't quite tell me that much about her, though. And I was left wanting a little bit more structure to the story or a little bit more insider knowledge. But I really enjoyed just sort of seeing her shuffling around and going, <laughs> I want this then and I'm going to do with that. And it's kind of, it is very much that uh, old school New York. I remember watching a Michael Jackson documentary and I can't remember who was interviewing him at the time, but he just went into this, all these different stores yeah. and he'd be buying stuff. Was it the Martin Bashir one on Channel 4? Oh, yeah. I remember watching interview. that one when I was um, a teenager. It was, just, it was just buying stuff and then <laughs> but the store, but the person who owned the store was like, he bought that, he's bought that already, but he just didn't take it home. <laughs> he's just buying this stuff. And then... Too like, much money. So like, what are you doing? Um... But at least Iris took stuff home. <laughs> and um, she wears them. And she didn't discriminate. She bought super expensive things, but also yeah. like yeah. super I loved, cheap things. I loved her I haggling. Like I really did yeah. as well. Yes. Brilliant haggling. It's a lesson in haggling. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, you're right. I yes. need to haggle like that. Yes. But I liked her reason for haggling when she said that um, there are certain cultures where haggling is part of the transaction. Yeah. And she said that if... Um, Within that culture, if you go to the vendor and they give you a price and you don't haggle, you've ruined their day because they're thinking, <laughs> oh, crap, I could have gotten more money mm, for this. Right. Um, so and then so you've literally ruined the business <laughs> for the day. It reminds me of when I went to. Um, so I traveled to a culture like that where you haggle. And so I was going to buy something. And the woman told me the price and I was like, no, I've got to go. And she was like, come back. And I came back. She goes, how dare you walk away? That's not how we do it here. You've got to, you know, you've got to tell me how much you want to pay. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And so we had a conversation. So when she said I made total sense. You know? <laughs> yes. When, uh, yeah, so I, I agree with Helen in the fact, I think the format just doesn't really tie it together. Mm. I think she is a fascinating character. Mm. And like you say, with her husband, I don't think, I love the story wasn't more. about her husband, but yeah. that relationship is obviously a part of what they the fact he's a hundred yes. and they're both very lucid yes. at, at a hundred it's like she's she's 90 he's a hundred yes. and the only discernible difference is that he's in the wheelchair for yes. most of it is like there's something great about these two mm. uh, but yeah just the documentary format didn't work and like with we saw Paris is burning mm. and that's loved everything that's happening but the, just didn't the format of the documentary didn't really help me understand better mm. what was going on there but yeah. Do you know, I saw it quite differently because I saw it more as a film. It was about her entrance into this new fashion world as it is. So I thought, even though I get to saying that the film could have told us more about Iris, but I felt like I got enough of Iris to want to find out more about her instead of being overfed. I was given just enough to whet my appetite. On the other hand, I learned a bit about how the, just the sycophancy of the fashion industry because there was one blonde woman who was like oh Iris I love you I was like move man you know you don't it's only because she's you know she's a cash you know because you can benefit off her just move so I got to see how just sycophantic the fashion industry so I thought it married both well but it made me want to learn more about Iris I want to buy the book now but about her. maybe couldn't you also say that the movie or the people that produce they made the movie sort of are a bit like the blonde woman. Yeah. Because I found just like, um, so I basically had seen Iris a couple of times, but I in real life? No, no. <laughs> in magazines, <laughs> blogs, and stuff like that. And I was like, who is this woman? But there was never no 
like information or she's mm. just like on Pinterest or something. <laughs> yeah. And it was nice to get a little bit about her. But I also felt that I understand what you guys are saying, which is that the format didn't kind of work. But it almost felt like they were like, oh, she's such a great personality. And mm. she's just, you know, like this exotic, interesting yes. animal that was just going to put it there. And you guys are going to be like, oh, this is amazing. But it's not giving you enough death, you know yeah. yeah i'm with post your child when i when i was watching it i thought it was more like again here's this really stylish 90 year old woman who can rock whatever she wants mm. and the focus of the documentary will be on how stylish she is mm. and how she's able to or how she's acquired all the different pieces she's acquired over the decades but not necessarily because i think there was a bit where they're like it's also about how fashion is more than just fashion it's about architecture mm. and this and that and I thought maybe they could have brought more of that her mm. different backgrounds mm. into how it is that she became to what she is today because mm. I felt you had to infer mm. a lot of things yes. mm. so if you watched it you had to then be like okay from her working at the White House from her yes. doing this from yes. her doing that she's able to reach here yes. but it didn't necessarily throw it at you but I'm with postcolonial child I don't think they wanted to spell it out for us. They yeah. honestly just wanted us to marvel yeah. at yeah. this um, 90-year-old woman who's yeah. like just killing it in, with and fashion. Should we really be marveling? Because, you know, I think there's tons of people, tons of women of Iris age mm. oh, yeah. who dress just as amazing yeah. and are just as confident and are living boldly. Mm. I almost feel like it's a bit like, oh, she's 90 and she still wears <laughs> uh, fashionable clothes. And it's like, well, yeah, but, they do exist. But I think I I I totally agree with what you're both saying. But I think also the film is, which is why I always use the phrase quietly. Um, <laughs> it just because it's it's like you said, it's in first. It it requires you to do the work for yourself instead of yeah. doing it for you. So in a way, that sort of it adopts the European style approach to filmmaking, where they don't spell it out. You have to then go and do it for yourself. Um, but the point you're making about tokenizing her as an older woman. They, they, they have no choice but to tokenize her because it's America, mm. you know. And she made a point clearly talking about how um, she, there was a point she made about plastic surgery and the fact that she doesn't want to do plastic surgery because there's some people who are changing their faces. She, she's full of quips, so many good quips. And she made a quip about plastic surgery. And I was like, yes, this is a woman who is confident in her age, confident in who she is. Yes, mm. you know, the face is melting, but it's my face. <laughs> It's actually quite interesting. She said, "I'm on. I'm not politically correct. You mean okay. melting into glory? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the save. Because she, she was told, wasn't she, that she wasn't pretty? Yeah, she so never was felt one thing pretty. She, she was told. Who tells people told, that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, some people, people, yeah. ugly people, tell people that. I agree with you. And lots she, of aunties. She was like, I'm not bothered. I don't really care. And she I love your accent. Like, I know. I was gonna say, <laughs> you love the accent. You love to do the accent." And she sort of said, like, you know, friends that were pretty at the time and they're not pretty now because they had the surgery. And yes. it was it was quite nice and refreshing. But obviously, I think in the roles that she had, it didn't matter mm. that she had to kind of look pretty in that way. But it, it's kind of an interesting lesson for any kind of young people mm. to be listening that, mm. you know, being pretty isn't everything. Mm. If you kind of let your character show with what you wear and, and how you... Yeah. choose to sort of present yourself you don't have to aspire to be what society says yeah. is pretty totally agree and it's it awesome. all basically basically i feel for me it's like it all falls down 
at some point it when melts. you're well into your age, nobody cares <laughs> about beauty. It melts, man. You know? And the Let's reason why you, can't. <laughs> you well, know, <laughs> I prefer not to think I'm yeah. going to be melting unless it's glory. Then, then I've seen some, you know, eighty-year-olds that you know just like, don't defies cry. gravity. Yeah. Yes, you no, know. but you know, it's just and this is what's beautiful about Iris is that actually it's about who she is, and she has put more effort into being herself as opposed to the superficial. And mm-hmm. right now, once again, this. Um, documentary seems so interesting watching it. I mean, it wasn't that so long ago, but watching <laughs> yeah. it in an age where, you know, people um, edit their Instagram pictures, we care so much about the superficial. It's mm-hmm. refreshing to have mm. this documentary and to actually think about it and just say, wow, you know? Yeah. And for me, it was also not only her fashion, but, you know, when she became a professor and she was doing the, um, yeah, the, the teaching the with the yeah. um, different students. Yeah. And I thought it was so valuable in that because she was like, oh, most designers nowadays think this is all you need to do. But there's so many different elements you have to think about. And I just thought, even though she was doing that course for fashion, imagine how many other industries, mm-hmm. if we actually applied that same method yes. to what it is that she's doing, where you get to see how different people craft how people you know the different ways in which you do things to ensure that the craft isn't lost and Mm. obviously there's a lot of hard work that goes into things but yeah we're also in this kind of era where we want things quick 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 Mm -hmm. quick quick Mm -hmm. we don't want to rush and I think Iris also kind of showed us that there is value and there's still something to hide about taking your time Mm. and the quality of Mm. things so yeah I think it's time to head to the scores guys Okay. So we got the got the spreadsheet up. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Spreadsheet of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and the first score that we give out of five, you can go to decimal places if you wish, um, is recommendability score. High five. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can have five, you can have any, anyway, so straight yeah. straight in with the five. I was yeah, going to say, we'll start nine. with you, but yeah. <laughs> it's five, I love it. Oh, it's me. Postcolonial uh, child. Yeah, five. <laughs> what was the hesitation for there? Because you always disagree with me. <laughs> she was trying not to disagree with me. <laughs> I agree with you for the second time this I know, year. I don't know what's Can't going deal. on. <laughs> I will give it 3.75. What? I'm, what a harsh person you are. Because Why? I honestly think if you're not into fashion per se, That's you true. wouldn't be interested in this um, document. As interesting as it is, mm. the first thing you're going to think is this is a lot about fashion and I think if you're into documentaries and the point that Kobe and Helen have raised about it not necessarily tying together could be so that's what I would give I would have never I to be honest when I when I saw you I'm not into fashion film (laughs) I would never have watched Iris and I love documentaries if you didn't recommend it so are you glad you watched it yeah it was interesting hi (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm done I'm going home now Unfortunately, I'm not going to go as high as everyone else. I'm going to give it a three just because I loved Iris. I really wanted to know a little bit more about her and I felt a little bit 
cheated and that they didn't either tell a story or I don't know. It just that there's documentaries are quite easy structure to do. You kind of have your 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 moment and then you're working up to how it gets to there or you're telling a story or you're asking questions and letting the viewer decide on that. And yeah. I felt it it missed out a little bit on that. And if it was gonna go full fashion, it didn't quite it do right. that as well. Yeah. So while it's a really, really lovely portrait of an absolutely fascinated person, it is a documentary itself I felt it, it led itself down but I think if you've ever sort of seen a picture of her or you're vaguely interested in it then you should definitely give it a go I yeah so I'm going to go with Helen as well on the three I think Iris is fantastic and a lot, a lot of the things she said were amazing I think uh, as you say in Bookshire people nowadays should hear more from people who have that kind of point of view because it's ridiculous about I know people <laughs> got one there's one girl I know who's so hard on Instagram, like posing and posturing, and she's got like eight thousand fans. You can tell she's gutted with that. Um, oh, she needs she wants more? Yeah, oh she wants more. So oh, wow. she should start... check out my page. <laughs> <laughs> but are you are you posting every single day from everything? No, no but also my followers are like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can tell she's gutted and she just wants people. Is she one of those people if just if she doesn't take a picture and five million people don't like it? I don't really follow that much. It's just like every time, <laughs> when I see it, then she can tell that. Maybe I should unfollow her. She will notice. <laughs> yeah, Probably. Don't break She'll get a notification. But so I, and I, yeah, I think Bush, I was saying, I, I'm not, I literally yeah. have no idea about fashion. And what I wanted from the documentary was more insight into this mm. industry. Mm. And um, some of my favorite documentaries, I, don't know anything really about Formula One apart from that go fast. Yeah. But watching the Senna documentary for me was like <laughs> fucking hell. This is this yeah. has got me gripped. I want yeah. to know everything about it right now. Mm. Um, but it just didn't have me in that way mm-hmm. for the documentary, and that's what I really wanted. And I'd yeah. seen this, and I remember when it came out in cinema, but it just didn't grab me. But I was mm. so happy you, you selected because I would never have watched it. <laughs> but it's still like ah, I wanted more. more yeah. And there's um, Vivian Westwood documentaries come out recently and Alexander Ooh. McQueen and I really want to yes, watch, yeah, watch, watch those one. as yeah. well because those their stories yes. seem fascinating as well. I think they have a bit more of a, a bite to them in, yes. in a way. Okay. Um, and that hmm. might be giving me more insight into the fashion yeah. industry. So I'm sorry it's a bit lower than Oh, no, it's all right. I but love Iris. Nine five for recommendability. Yeah. yeah. That's high. Start, yeah. Thanks to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> uh, repeat viewing score, Bookshy. Sorry, Books and Rhymes. Uh, five. <laughs> <laughs> you're really not. You're, 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 no, not, you're no, not very. Obje- you're just like. Oh, sorry, you're not just, objective. Do you know what? No, I'm not because yeah. I love Iris okay. and I love the documentary and I watch it. It's, do you know why? Because it's so. Um, it's easy watch, um, and uh, you take away things from it. Every, well, for me, every time, and it's also good background viewing, and it's not exhausting. So, <laughs> how, how many times have you seen this just out of interest? Uh, four times. Wow, wow, that's quite long. <laughs> okay, so that's why there's the five, and it's a recent film, so that's yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Postcolonial child, repeat viewing. <laughs> This is where they're going to come from. Yeah, this is going to be like one. I, I, well, where's the lowest I can go? <laughs> the shady, the shady's out. <laughs> no, it's not shade. You can have zero, but we don't do anything minus lower than that. Okay. No. So, yeah, well, I'm going to be nice and I'm going to give it one. <laughs> and I'm going to explain why I gave it five for recommendability. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's a good... <laughs> I struggle to pronounce that word as well. It will be a word. I recommend 
everyone watching the film because I I just enjoyed learning about a, a, as much as it wasn't done in this way where you kind of get all of her. I was grateful to get some of her, so I definitely recommend watching it. But I will not. I do not see myself. You should see her face right again. now. <laughs> And I don't know why anybody watches it again. <laughs> but I don't watch a lot of things back. Well, well depends. But anyways, yes. That, that's fine. So was that a zero? That was a one. one. Okay. I'm actually postponing your child on this. Okay. Um, I would give it a. I would give it a one as well. I wouldn't. I don't see myself watching Iris again. Um, okay. after I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not four times. <laughs> I mean, one thing we've learned with this podcast is that anything that's documentary or real life based, repeat viewing is always yeah. very low. Because really? when, yeah, because I actually mean, watch more documentaries than movies again and again, again and again. Just not, not Iris. Oh. This is oh. an exception oh. for you. <laughs> oh, I like it. I mean, it I is. Know. It is your post. Uh, I'm. I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to go one point five because I think. Um, I'm not mad fortunate again, but there's a couple of people that I know would enjoy it and I'd watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go for a one here, guys. <laughs> I'm um, getting pummeled. I'm getting pummeled. Yeah, this don't, is hard. Don't take <laughs> it, don't take no, it no, personally. No, no, I'm not taking it personally. Don't worry, please. It's a film. She ain't paying my bills. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I think it might pick up some more points is a small screen score. Um, Books and Rhymes. What is it? Do I need so to do you want an ex- explanation of the small screen score? Yes. Like watching, on your phone. watching it on your phone or your laptop. No, it's, well, it's more It's more about on the TV. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, 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 I don't own a TV. 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 I knew what you were saying. You are here, there, and everywhere. So, <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, That's millennial. No, I don't own a TV. Do you think if it turns up on TV, we wouldn't be watching it? The small screen scores mean the fact that you're watching on Netflix and not in the cinema. So it means. Typically, yeah, laptop to TV size. Yeah. Uh, Helen's vehemently against anyone watching on the phone, but if if needs must for this podcast only. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch any of them on my phone. You'll be happy to know. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, so how how well does this work on a small screen, i.e. your TV, compared to if you watch like a Marvel film, you probably don't want to watch that on your TV because that's a big screen experience. Yeah. But this, but documentaries, or what, how well does it work on Netflix for a small screen? If you can translate that to a number. <laughs> Do I need to repeat myself? <laughs> <Bye>. Yeah. <laughs> um, how well does it translate? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like I would watch it on a small screen, not on the cinema. Yeah. So what does that mean? <laughs> it's a high school. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to give it four. <laughs> you don't want to go. You don't want to go five. <laughs> Just like I've given you a five already. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> I'll give it a four because I think documentaries do lend mm. themselves more to um, small, small screen. You can watch it on a small screen and not lose anything. Or your phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <Yeah. laughs> Too many people in the room. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> I'm also going to go four. Uh, I'm going to go five. Um, Ooh. I watched it on my iPad on the train and... Uh, Small screen wise, it looked great. Uh, it might l- give an indication my, to my engagement score next, but it's, mm. I think it looked fine on the small screen. Um, mm. Engagement score. Engagement score. Well, um, so this is why I'm going to not give a five. <laughs> <gasps> well, no, not really. Gasp. No, because to be perfectly honest with you, it doesn't require much concentration. Mm. Like I said, it's a good background stuff to listen to. 
it's almost like you know unless you're particularly interested in the in the pieces that she's wearing but then the documentary does not lend itself to an analysis of style it is more like you said like um helen said presenting her as a whole Mm. as opposed to analyzing and deconstructing what she is so in terms of engagement i'd say you know like a three because you can watch it passively Mm. and be pleased and still get what you need from it it's a two for me. I'm a professional at watching. <laughs> this was definitely something for the background. <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with Postcolonial Child. Yeah, definitely. I mm. tend to do multiple things yeah. at once. And yeah. The background viewing. Yeah. I got sort of getting the impression maybe you'd like like Iris to like live with or something. Would you like kind oh, of her? No, she would annoy me. No. <laughs> 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 Only in the background. Yeah, I would want her clothes and her, you know, accessories. Access to a wardrobe with me. That's yeah. all right. Shuffling yeah. around. We can go for drinks and brunch and stuff, but no thanks. She's lovely. She's like people. She's really nice, <laughs> but yeah, no thanks. Yeah. At a distance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go for three as well. I um, yeah. I I found because the documentary didn't drive me in a story or anything mm. I did get a little bit distracted at sort of googling her costumes and things <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for a one here guys yeah. what? didn't oh. gauge you we're all like if oh, no, I didn't yeah. say nothing all of you gasped on my behalf oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was there um I was watching it and within the first kind of 25 minutes I was there okay good good I could pretty much tell exactly where this documentary is going. <laughs> yeah. So now, because I, I was on the train as well, and I, was just, I got my phone out and started playing on my game, the recent game that I downloaded. <laughs> and I started playing along with it going, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, sure <laughs> Oh, no. And I don't think I'm... And I still caught that bit that still... Yeah. That bit that I really loved when... Um, I can't remember what she said now. Um, I, I thought I could still hear exactly what yes. she was talking about and the, yes. the nuggets she was taking. So like yes. I said, I think... It's, what, once you know what she looks like and the kind of arena she's in, yeah. then you perhaps don't need to see yeah. so much. Yeah. I was just going to say this would be the lowest you've given for engagement. Yeah, normally I'm like in there, but yeah. this time, I sorry, I, I, I dived out. Sure. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing is? I'm I'm actually taking this low score as a as a bonus. Flipping <laughs> 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 it. Yeah, but you know because I sometimes you want to watch a film or documentary passively. And you just want background noise. So I think this works perfectly as a good background noise. And yeah. But I wouldn't choose a documentary for background noise. Oh, you'd be surprised. I would choose something else for background yeah, noise. Well, like, like really? uh, yeah, I wouldn't movie? choose. <laughs> oh, no, you need to concentrate for a horror movie. Like if you, it's like you're listening to Radio 4. <laughs> but that's what it's like. It's like Radio 4, but with um, just waiting video. for the snippets of like magic. Yeah, yeah the, you know, and just, uh, you just go, it's like, yeah, okay. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a score of 3.1, which is, I think it's fair. Yeah, okay. I agree. Pretty good. Yep. Um, thanks, guys. Can you give us? Um, oh, yeah, we talked about Iris's husband. Yes. Before the recording, you, Bookshire, you gave us um, some insights as to how he's doing. <laughs> where he's. <laughs> Tell us, give us that insight. I did. Yeah, you said he. You said he passed away. Oh, oh I did. Yeah. Well, it was a hundred when this. Yeah, was recorded, so, so he was a hundred, and he passed, he passed away. I believe he passed away last year, and it was so sad because it was like, I mean, for me, watching the documentary, like you said, Kobe, I would have liked them to have spent more time about their relationship, and to me, it just it seemed like 
old Hollywood kind of romance. Mm. And even my friend and I who were watching it, the first time I watched it, we were watching it together and was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. And then we Googled, we're like, is this still alive? And it's like, he died. Mm. And so for me, it's like, oh my gosh, because they're so dependent on each other. Mm. I'm thinking, how is she coping without him? Because mm. they've lived together since like she was in her 20s tw- yes you know no actually 70 plus in her 20s they've been together since her 20s and like you know because there's that thing she said about she she broke her hip yeah and she yes. didn't tell him and she didn't she tell, tell him, him. she's like because he he would be distressed she, yeah. about that yeah crazy it's i want a love like that <laughs> one day like that. one day maybe <laughs> yes. i can't yeah. promise that then yeah. i did that um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> guys can you sound off um tell us ever tell everyone your individual Twitter accounts, your social media handles, where we can find you. Yeah. And um You are so course, excited. <laughs> not, like self-promo time. <laughs> and of course the podcast where we can find you online. Okay. Oh, everyone is looking at me. Books and rhymes. Okay. Hello, wonderful people. I am Books and Rhymes, the one who picked this particular film. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Books and Rhymes. I review books on Instagram, so come follow me on Instagram to find your next favorite read. And I'm Bookshy Books, and you can find me on Twitter at Bookshy Books or um, Instagram at Bookshy Books or my website, bookshybooks.com. <laughs> There's a trend. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter as Postcolonial Chi, and you can also find me on Instagram as Postcolonial Child. <laughs> and my website is yovanka.co.uk. And if you want to follow um, Not Another Book Podcast, it Yoo-hoo. is. <laughs> It it's not really <laughs> That's not the handle, by the way. Um, our social media handle for Not Another Book Podcast is at NA Book Podcast. That's on Twitter and at NA Book Podcast on Instagram. We are fantastic. You will like it. It's great. And you can listen to us on every podcast listening platform, including Spotify. Hi, dudes. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Cheers, guys. You were just listening to the latest episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Thank you to Brendan Russell for his sublime editing skills. Mighty people for the tunes you can hear right now. Please do come to iTunes and find us, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Find us on Twitter at Flix Watcher Pod and our website, flixwatcher.tv. 